Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome in one and all as we take down the banner of our fine sponsor, Zaxby's, to the War Chant Game Day post-game show right here on Warchant TV, alongside the founder and administrator of Warchant.com. He's Gene Williams. My name is Tom Lang. And for the first time in the history of the Warchant postgame call-in show, Florida State wins its season opener. There it is. 1-0, baby! 1-0, Gene yes. Williams. How are you this evening? Cheers. I'm doing well. Cheers to you, Tommy. I'm going to pop open a little uh, little libations here to celebrate the first 1-0 since 2016 for Florida State. So that's good. Speaking of Zaxby's, what'd you get for how'd you like your dinner tonight, Tom? The dinner was delicious. I got the uh, the family feast. It was a chicken strip basket. They had Texas toast and fries. And so my wife uh, was served and happy. I was served and happy. And I'll tell you, Gene, with the lightning delay pushing the kickoff back by 90 minutes, I had plenty of time to enjoy those fingers. I probably had an extra one or two. Nice. Uh, you had nice. what did you have? You went the healthy route, right? We went the the salad, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But you know, I'll say, you know, I like a good salad. But my wife's the salad aficionado, and she she dug it. She couldn't believe how good it was. A lot of a lot of healthy stuff, and there's some cucumbers. Thank goodness there was some bacon in there too. So that made it made it for me. So delicious, really good stuff. Felt like I ate healthy. So you can you can indulge like Tom and have fried chicken nuggets. Yeah. Or you can, you know, you can go healthy and get some grilled chicken and some uh, some veggies in there. It was delicious, man. Fantastic. I have the mood light uh, lighting going right now, Gene, because if I had the overhead light like I usually do, there would be glare on the gloriousness <laughs> that is the banner behind me. So yes. I wanted to make sure that it got as much. That was awesome. You and D-Rob both had the rock in the banner. Yes, I'm glad I could, you know, ship that all the way out to Arizona. Got that going. It's a great day today. Everyone that came out to Hotel Indigo got to say hi to a lot of War Chant fans. And whoop. I, I don't even think we should have had that turned on yet, Tom. What's going on there? I got a call. I I didn't place a call. The Warchan phone number got a phone call. Go figure. That is oh, that's, that okay. is strange. strange signs. But no, a lot of good people came out to Hotel Indigo today for the pregame show, and it's great to put some of the the names with uh, faces that we see. The the generous people, people like James B. Uh, that give during the chat, and uh, just a lot of great fans that I catch up with. A lot of people got to see DC Reeves came out and congratulations to used to work for us at war chant now he's the mayor of pensacola wow so it was it was a great time today so you know we'll, we'll talk about the game here i mean it's pretty much I'll, I'll take you know i listen to you and dominic and i think we probably have similar takes on the game it was a solid pretty good performance there are definitely some positives and negatives you can take for this but it, you've got to kind of temper everything just because of the nature of the opponent it's hard to read too much into this game yeah, I agree. It was about a very simple approach up front. They wanted to run the football, get downhill, get physical. You had three running backs for Florida State go for over 100 yards today. Treshawn Ward leading the way. Clearly was the starter tonight, Gene. I, I don't know if this is going to be 
uh, a multi-headed monster that rides the hot hand week to week, or if this is a statement that's being made, that is Treshawn Ward, who is going to be the lead back. 14 carries, a buck 27, two touchdowns, and he flashed a little bit of everything. He had the speed yep. gene. Uh, the second half, Dominic was fired up about him breaking a lot of tackles on a run where that's about culture and heart. Uh, you don't have to do that in that moment. You already broke two tackles. You don't need to break six. And I think he's being pushed too, Gene, by Trey Benson, who I think broke 17 tackles tonight. That's not an official oh. stat. But uh, what would you set the over-under of actual tackles broken by Trey? Because I think it was in the double digits. I think the, I think PFF gives that, don't they? I'm trying to it think might. that's one of the metrics. I'm going to be very curious to see on that. But, uh, you know, when I was when I was watching all that, that to me that was when I had my uh, little notebook here and I go pluses and minuses from the game. That was my number one plus is the, how hard the running backs ran. They, I mean, they look quick. They ran hard. Um, they had some break. We saw some breakaway speed, some big potential there. So and that was a classic case. And I know Corey likes to uh, always talk about iron sharpening iron. And when I saw that, it was all they kept trying to one up each other. I think they've they've been competing so hard in practice. And you saw it out in the field. I mean, they're fighting out there, each one of them. And going all the way down to Hill at the end. I mean, he ran well. It's really good. That what a nice little leaping touchdown at the end. Felt great yeah. for that young man. That was a fun play to watch too. So that was my number one positive. They, and this is a Mike Norvell when he's got his system going. He likes to run the football. I mean, for the first time, he's got a cavalcade of some really good runners, and it's amazing. I think we went into this season losing Jay Sean Corbin, thinking this is potentially a weakness on the team. But man, what I saw tonight. That is one thing I can take the major positive. I think this team has three, if not four, outstanding run running backs that can carry the load. I agree. Let me do a little bit of uh, backtracking here real quick, Gene, because we have more than doubled our audience right now on WarChant TV, and we welcome every single one of wow. you who are celebrating Florida State going 1-0 for the first time since 2016. That's a long time ago. If you missed it, and many of you did, we now have a War Chant watch along. It was today at 6.30, not at 5. Remember, there was a, <laughs> little, a little matter of a lightning delay there. But we've got wall-to-wall -wall coverage every single week. we got a pregame show for home games at Hotel Indigo. For next week, we'll have a pregame show an hour before kickoff in New Orleans between Florida State and LSU. And Dominic Robinson has joined the staff. And I can't tell you in, in the proper words how much fun a football geek like me who never played the game had talking to Dominic Robinson today for a half. It was a lot of fun to hear his insights. Gene, he broke down all of the homework that a punt returner would do. Yeah. I, for a game. Versus I was taking notes. I was learning things. Yeah. I mean, it's great. If you, if you're one of those people like you, I know Tom who really likes the X's and O's and what's really happening on plays. Yep. I mean, that's, that's great education. Just listen to Dominic, man. He's a wealth of knowledge. So that was fun. And we want to thank FSU yes. fans, 1993, who is the first contributor of the War Chant postgame call-in show of 2022. Cheers to you, FSU fan, 1993. Cheers. 93. Appreciate it, buddy. That was hey, a we're, good year. We're gonna, yes, it was a very good year. We're going to try – I think the goal is we're going to try to take some phone calls later. The phone lines are not open yet because we don't want – we hate putting people on hold for an hour. So we will take some calls later get your input. Yeah, I think uh, – and I think that's the number one thing probably fans going to want to talk about from this game was it? I mean, he brings it up. So, I mean, we might as well rip, rip the tape off right now, the Band-Aid, yep. take it, because, I mean, that was the thing, and I'm everything's rolling along, looking good. Tate comes in, and, man, that, fir that first throw that was picked off that was almost a pick six that really they probably would have had the shutout if not for that throw, um, yeah. it was ugly. I mean, it was three yards behind. It was an easy route, and it looked like he had happy feet the whole time out there. And this is not what we saw in practice. I, I mean, Tom, you probably saw more of him than I did this – last few weeks 
did you see a throw that bad the entire practice that he i mean if i did gene it was an extreme outlier and i know yeah. what everybody's gonna say in the chat you yeah. guys are, are full of it we're we're not i'm telling you but some people when the lights come on yeah. separate themselves and some don't i'm not trying to say that it's over yet for tate a lot of you will in the chat because you mm -hmm. saw calm body language from aj duffy in just a few plays and you saw some nervous body language from Tate Rodemaker yeah. in more than a few plays. So I get where your criticism is coming from, but that was a terrible ball, Gene. And it should have been a pick six if the kid didn't trip over his own feet. That's what it looked like the turf got him. So uh, the shutout was gone thanks to Tate Rodemaker, unfortunately not executing. And I and, know and probably the cover too. You probably didn't cover because of that. that uh, <laughs> that's correct, Gene. I'm glad you brought it. You know, there are some things I hint at when D Rob and I are on the air and then. There's oh, I'm, you know, I'm a degenerate like you, so I love talking about that stuff. So that's yeah. why. But, but I, I think I know there's people criticizing. It. I'm not going to make excuses. I think they're right. And you nailed it, Tom, with the body language. Mm -hmm. I can take a guy making a bad throw. Every Jameis has made a ton of bad throws. All these quarterbacks had. But man, I did not like. If you come in late in the game when there's nothing on the line against a, a pretty bad team. Yeah. And you make that throw and you come in, you bobble another play and you just look, you got happy feet. You look nervous, man. That. I'm a little worried now. I really went into this season from what I saw the last few weeks thinking, you know, if Jordan goes down, you got to miss a couple of theories. I think, I think Tate can hold his own and not lose a game, but now I'm back to 2021. I'm thinking, Oh my God, if he goes down, yeah, they're in trouble. You better hope he stays healthy. You get AJ Duffy on a quick, you know, acceleration program. Maybe this was an outlier. Maybe something was going on, but man, if he melts down in this situation, What's going to happen at Louisville? What's going to happen in a tight game again, late against Wake if he has to come in? Yeah, Carol, who is a frequent commenter on the Facebook side of things, you can find Warchan TV on YouTube or on Facebook or even on Twitter Live as well. It was funny, Dominic and I were laughing because uh, after the Tate's performance, uh, <laughs> she's always positive too. Her response was, Jordan Travis needs to stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what we can all agree. Uh, different shades of the Tate Rodemaker argument after tonight. We'll see what they all are, and we'll talk about it here on Warchan TV in the yep. days to come, Gene. But uh, I think everybody agrees. Whatever whatever you say about 18, 13 just became more important tonight, a mm -hmm. lot more important. And we are, he already was critical, but now you're saying, oh, no. And, he Tom, couldn't... he was doing it. I still – one thing I did not like, Jordan was Jordan was very good today. Solid, great body language. He made some throws in the middle. Yeah. I liked his reads. Everything he did I thought was correct. For one thing, he's still taking silly hits. Yep. There are a couple plays when he ran down the field. I'm like, dude, it's second and 10, and you can run for eight yards and slide. It's okay. You're playing Duquesne, man. Read the room. Don't risk yourself. Yeah, the, the one argument I could see for that particular type of hit is you're not getting hit at all in camp, so you need you might want to take one just to remember what it's like. But, again, I, I even as I'm saying it, Gene, it's a bit of a stretch. <sighs> I, I totally understand where you're coming from, especially with his history, especially with his history. Underline that, bolded, italicize. Yeah, uh, the fewer hits that Jordan Travis takes, the better chance you have of reaching your goal of eight plus wins. Here. Yeah, he's got he's got to play. I get you want to get the first down, man. You're got to got to. It's an entire season. You got to protect yourself. It's you're an important part of this team. And if you go out in a game like Duquesne, man, you're, you're hurting your teammates, you're hurting your team. So I get it. I get the competitiveness. I respect that. But that's one thing. I, I was a little worried about that. But, you know, I know he's a little put on a little bit of weight. He's a little yeah. bit stronger. So hopefully we'll be able to take more of that punishment. I get it. He doesn't get hit at all in practice. So it's good. He took a couple hits, got back up, was fine. 
Yeah, we'll see uh, what will effort from the guys over at uh, Doe Campbell. And we always get reports on the War Chant call and show. If you're brand new to it, like this video, subscribe to War Chant TV. We have you covered every game day. I've gone through that, but you're going to love what you have at War Chant TV. You hit the subscribe button and you see the products that we put out there. Irish Chaffel joined us just as the third quarter was starting to talk about Johnny Wilson, who went down and was gimpy after a 51 yard catch and run down the middle of the field. It was great to see. 14 show out in a game the way we saw in practice, Gene. Yeah. Then he went right to the injury tent. So that's one thing we're looking for clarification on from the press box over at Doe Campbell. Ira said, at least to start the third quarter, he looked like he was lightly limping, but if it was a game that counted, Johnny Wilson would have been back on the field. That was good to hear, as is that ringtone. And uh, also, Derek, somebody's calling everybody tonight at the War Channel. Yeah, I, I need to mute my phone. Of course, it's my, it's my best friend just calling and not knowing that I do this. You know, okay, buddy. He, yeah. wants, to go, he wants to go out drinking, I'm sure. Well, I mean, right look, even though the game kicked off at 630, Gene, it only took three hours, which is a rare bird in college football. And then the second injury will be uh, finding information or looking for information. Yeah. From, uh, Mike Norvell's postgame press conference is Darius Washington. Are you kidding? Another center goes down? Because apparently, as Johnny was exiting the yeah. team, Darius went in. Florida State, if you don't know, has already lost Caden Lyles for the season. He was considered to be vying for the starting job, but he would have been on the two deep. Maurice Smith was not available tonight. We'll see when he's available anytime soon. It's anybody's guess. And now Darius Washington goes down. So those are the two injury storylines, Gene, that we'll be looking for yeah. for your IRA. Well, I think there was a third one if you caught at the end of the game is Amari Gaynor. Yep. Uh, was yeah. caught on the bench in crutches, which I didn't see anything happen there, which is, again, he's not really a full-time starter, but you're getting a little thin in that running in the linebacker room now with Steven Dix out for the year. And if Amari Gaynor's got a extended time, man, it's getting a little scary there in terms of your depth at linebacker. So that's something we got to keep our eye on too. But you're right. A little scary. And it sounded like, you know, I, I trust Iris pretty good. He's been around the game a lot, sees what's going on in the sidelines. He said that the ankle was taped for Johnny Wilson. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like he, his opinion, it's nothing official, his opinion right. that if right. it, it was necessary, he could have gone back in the game, which means eight days away for the next game, he's probably going to be good to go for that. So I, I have a pretty good feeling about Johnny Wilson, but you're right. The center thing is much more concerning. I mean, you can't be down three centers. Yep. Going into that LSU game, that is scary. One of these guys, obviously Lyles won't be back, but one of the other two has to be back for that game, or they're in big trouble. We'll talk about that, too, as the postgame show goes on because of who came in and snapped the ball first. Yeah. And Kyle, thank you for your contribution to the program. He's loving what the running backs did tonight. Mm -hmm. It's hard not to. And thank you for the kind words about our coverage. And to Steve. Steve, thank you very much for your contribution as I have. A, oh, do I have a guest? Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. World record. It's a victory. So there you go. <laughs> Do I get my beer, babe? Where's Where's my beer? My wife, Jamie, uh, always uh, shows up if Florida State wins a football game. She's got a Zaxby's chicken. Oh, there's your beer. All right. <laughs> and she's got a Freedom beer. There we go. Nice. There you go. Thank you, Jamie. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Jamie. Oh, there's one of your chickens. And there chickens. it is. One the of army my, of army, my army of chickens. There you go. On Zaxby's War Chant Game Day. Thank you for the product placement, babe. All right. There you go. All right, so Steve. More product placement. So, yeah, that's right. There's never enough product placement in the world of uh, advertising. Steve, thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you, man. He's uh, my favorite guy from Chicago. And uh, I'm going to text my friend. You go ahead and talk for a minute. Like, leave I me will. the heck alone. I'm doing a show. 93 again. Alex from Fort Lauderdale. Frequent caller. Love the show. Well, Alex, we'll open up the phone lines in a little bit here on the Warchant.com postgame show to the nearly 1,500 of you that are watching right now. Thank you for joining us on WarChant TV. Do us a favor and hit the like button. 
right underneath the video. Uh, it will help us find even more Florida State fans. And, Gene, you know what? The sheer number of people that are watching this program, as I say, thank you again to FSU Fan 93, Alex. Um, you know, this weekend at Corner Pocket yesterday for the Warchan Happy Hour, at Hotel Indigo today for the pregame show, and then the people that are locked in right now. Oh, my God. We got like almost, we get the whole, we're like 1,500 people are watching right now. It's it's nuts. It, Florida this, State this, this tells you people are, they're ready. They are ready. The Florida State fans yes. are just been waiting for years, the last several years for a little sign of hope. And man, they are, they are in on this season. You got to wonder a lot. You see some, you wonder if the fan base is kind of like, man, they've been down for so years. They don't get any national coverage anymore. Everybody disses them. But man, they are all in today. This is a great turnout today. I don't know. Did you see the official attendance? I didn't see that. I did not see the official attendance, but I will say this. Way to go, students, for not only selling yep. out your allotment, but it looked like it was 90-plus percent capacity, Gene, in the second half for the students. They don't usually have that kind of willpower. It was a 90-minute delay, and so you're already starting late, and you're up big at halftime. I know the scoreboard didn't reflect just how big of a, of a gap there was on the field. 26 nothing at half. It felt like it was 50 to nothing already at halftime. They stuck around, so good job, students. If I had to guess just from watching on TV – 55 or 60? What do you think, Gene? I didn't get a good look at it, so I don't know. But I, my guess was 60. I think they would announce 60 would be my guess. But I don't know. Is anybody – maybe somebody in the chat, did they see – did they announce – usually they announce that. Yeah. Um, or it's in the – I'm looking on stat broadcast. I don't know if they put that on there. Sometimes they do. They were a little bit behind tonight at times. They're, you know, two and three minutes behind what was going on in terms of the game clock. Kim, thank you for your contribution. Awesome. Why? She wants the coaches to dress better. Okay, yeah. Talk to Nike about that. They they pay them to wear that stuff, so um, got to talk to Nike. It's workout gear. Mike likes to wear the workout gear. I mean, Gene, he wore sweatpants with a polo a couple of times already in his FSU career. So, hey, if he wins, who cares? And everybody's right. wearing sweatpants to football games. And uh, it's a night to celebrate here on the War Champ Post Game Show as Florida State once I again. I said no announce. I guess they didn't announce it. I mean, I, we'll have Ira Corey on later to give us a little update. So hopefully, usually in the press box, they tell them what the official attendance is. That is a little surprising. And they will eventually email out the games, the uh, box score to us, and it usually has the attendance on there. Also, folks, uh, this is the number to save. The phone lines are not open just yet, but yep. it is now populated at the bottom there. There it is. 850-805-5911 is the number. We will let you know. When the lines yes. are open on the War Champ Post. Just practice right now. Get on that phone. Hit that. So there when we open go. those lines, man, it's just like remember the old. So I don't know if you're you're old enough to remember the times in the radio stations that have the call-in contest. And you would sit oh, there. Sure. I mean, I have those numbers memorized. And boom, 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 or you hit the redial over and over again. Gene, in a former life, I ran a radio station. I ran a few of those contests in my So day. you did have those. Oh, yeah. You Absolutely. know, this is a, I know we're getting off a tangent, but you know, you know the radio station contest I won back in the day here. In Tallahassee. No, which one is I didn't name? tell you about this. So I won a trip to Maui to see Pearl Jam. What? Yes, yeah, so I 101.5 way back 25 something years ago. And what? I didn't even know what I'd won. You're... I thought I won a I thought I won a CD. Oh my god, gee. <laughs> so for all the people that were here in Tallahassee that wanted to win that contest, that the winner didn't even know what he won. I'm sure they feel better about that now. Uh, but we feel better as it didn't 40... suck. It was a good trip. Florida State. Gene, let me ask you what you saw out of the defense as Florida State yeah. went by 40 points. I thought it was more of a nondescript game mm -hmm. for the defense. Nothing great, nothing awful. Good to see Jared Verse pick up his first sack in the Garden and Gold. That's not an insignificant moment for him. What might be a little bit more significant is it came in the second half. You would like to see Florida State's defensive line maybe make a, a bigger statement earlier. Uh, but Jared now gets off the schneid. That's one game, one sack for him in his career. 
as Florida State should have pitched a shutout. So that's the positive yeah. here if it wasn't for a short field on a turnover. What did you think of the defense? I mean, it was a workmanlike effort. I mean, it was fine for what they did. I, yeah, I, like you said, the first I would like to see a little bit more explosiveness and more penetration, especially in the first half against an overmatched team. Um, it was nice to see the thing, the verse, and I like seeing that explosiveness and that speed to get to the quarterback. So that was very positive to see. He does have that ability, which was nice. There was there's a few coverage breakdowns I saw in the first. That was at Jones. I think had a couple, yeah, kind of mess ups and maybe one play could have been called interference on. So I was a little shaky there. But I know we don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going on with uh, Duke Cooper either. Sure, something that he did not dress out. Who was some? He didn't dress out. Uh, Pokey Wilson didn't dress out. There were yeah. a couple other guys who were kind of key players that did not dress out in this game. And I don't know if that was uh, academic or what was going on there. There you go. You hardly ever see, a, uh, what is that, like a six-way tie at the top with uh, four tackles? Yeah, what in the world? Looks like a golf leaderboard after the Thursday round. Uh, but that's what you got. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a mixed effort today. It was spread around uh, the tackles. and Yeah, nobody really jumped out at me as being... Agreed. Agreed. Jamie Robinson made a couple of really. Yeah, he did. He did a couple breakups. He was solid. I mean, he's what we expect out of Jamie Robinson, man. He's just a hawk back there. He's he's the leader of that secondary. And Jerrion lost composure with a late hit. Uh, That was not a good moment. Uh, And you're right, Gene. I was talking about referencing the injuries that happened during the game. But Duke Cooper. Well, no, to, to your point. Uh, it's an alert one that Omarion Cooper did not dress for this game is something else that Mike will uh, be asked. We'll see how much he gives the press. In his yeah, because Jones wouldn't have been out there had right. Cooper been. I was a little surprised he went in over because uh, uh, Arizier is listed as his backup, direct backup on the depth chart. He did not come in. Uh, maybe they didn't want to put the freshman out there. I don't know, but maybe now you need to think twice about that. And that was a bum PI flag on Azaria Thomas. That was a bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he did everything right in that situation. That was a bad throw. Uh, Austin, thank you so much for your oh, boy. To the program. Who picked the under <laughs> on Zach Glass's commercials? Not me. I feel like replacement centers played okay for the most part, and Duffy might move to QB2. Well, that's going to be Gina. I, you know, spoiler that, That's going to be, yeah, I don't know. The phone callers are going to ask about it. The commenters oh, yeah. are going to talk about, you know, who is the back. Well, Tom, I think, but it's a good. Put yourself in Mike Norvell's shoes right now. You saw this guy killed it in practice. I mean, we're not, I mean, there are people saying we were lying. We're not lying. He did look much better. He looked like a competent quarterback in practice. And I'm the first to say he looked really shaky tonight. But, Tom, put yourself in Mike Norvell's shoes. Yeah. And, again, like I said, the body language was bad in a game like this. You have to have something in place for – hopefully it never happens. But if Travis goes down, what do you do? Right. Yeah, well, yeah, bad throws are going to happen. Yeah. Bad throws, they will happen to anybody. And here's probably a bad example of the NFL level, but Jameis made a lot of bad throws in his 30, 30 year, yeah. 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. But do you think he ever doubted himself the next time he stepped on the field? Oh, no. He never doubted himself. And that's the thing that probably has people more concerned. And I, that would be where if you are concerned about body language and the look of being timid on the field, that's where I would agree that that doesn't look good. And, and when the lights are on and the scoreboard means that, uh, you know, the lights are on the scoreboard, too, that the game counts. That's you don't want to see somebody turtle. And and I'm mm-hmm. I'm afraid that that's what we saw. But I'm not ready to say that 100 percent Tate is done just yet. It'll be an interesting week for him in practice. That's for sure. But I think I think you can't do anything in a week. But uh, maybe this is a situation where, you know, that bye week, if he's convinced that, look, this is a bad sign. This is a major red flag. Then maybe that bye week you start to give. AJ increased snaps in practice. Maybe the writing is on the wall, especially if you if you believe if you've seen enough to think 
he's our future anyway. Right. So maybe we need to just accelerate that just in case and then get him ready. And I, I, again, I hate for like three series to throw Tate under the bus and be like done with him. But man, mm-hmm. it couldn't have gone worse for him. I mean, there's nothing positive about that. Like you said, it was more than just a, a bad throw or two. It was just he looked completely like a deer in headlights. We're going to talk more about the offensive line in just a moment, but uh, we've got to mention and thank our great sponsor tonight, and that is Zaxby's. It seems like everyone's got a chicken sandwich these days, so how do you know which one to try? Luckily, one sandwich towers above all the others in size and in deliciousness. That's Zaxby's signature sandwich. It's an extra-large hand-breaded filet with three thick-cut pickle chips on a split-top bun, and it comes with your choice of Zax sauce or spicy Zax sauce. It's big, it's delicious, and it's only at your neighborhood Tallahassee Zaxby's. Why should you support your neighborhood Tallahassee Zaxby's on top of the deliciousness? Well, they're a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. Knowles support Knowles, everybody. That's what you do when you support Tallahassee Zaxby's. Thank you so much for your support, Zaxby's. We thank you for owning the day here on War Chant TV. And Gene, the offensive line, here's what's interesting. So Dylan Gibbons, we knew in practice, it's fun to be able to talk now that yeah. a game is on and everybody can see. We knew that Dylan could play center, but he hasn't played a ton of center in camp. And so when you have an injury to Darius Washington, who's the first guy? They do move Dylan Gibbons over from left guard to center. And in addition to that, they moved a lot of players around today. Bless Harris played right tackle and left tackle. Demetri Emanuel played right guard and left guard. Gibbons, of course, played left guard and center. They were looking at a whole, and Jazz, of course, was all over. He played right Mm -hmm. guard. He played some tackle as well. They're moving dudes around, Gene. They want it in case of emergency. If Mike Norvell's luck continues to be rotten <laughs> when it comes to injuries, they are preparing on the fly, and that's what they did today with all those different O-line combinations. It was uh, it was a day where they got a lot of different work for a lot of different players. Oh, and this is smart, I mean, because this is the only game you can do this. I mean, until maybe uh, Louisiana and whatever game 11 that is. I mean, but and for the bulk of the season, this is the only time you really get to try some different combinations and give guys some reps. Just in case, like you said, the break last in case of emergency, we got to move this guy here or there. At least they've gotten a couple reps at the position. They can look at film now and evaluate, okay, he can handle that or he can't. We need more reps in practice, da-da-da, whatever. It's a great teaching tool for them to be able to do that going in. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, I'm going to be very curious, again, what we can and can't report. But that first day of practice, what is happening at the center position? Who, you know, are are one of those guys, if you're in a 50-50 with, um, you know, with Smith, at that point, Maurice Smith, do you just go, you know what, we need you for this game. We probably would have let you sit, but because you're it right now, we may have to have you out there to gut it out. So here's what's interesting. Sam says this. He's just tuning in. His biggest questions were, what does the wide receiver core look like and what do the backup mm-hmm. quarterbacks look like? Well, we'll put the quarterback <laughs> discussion aside for the moment. Yeah. We're going to talk about that a lot tonight. He says he was disappointing uh, really? with the receivers. I was not. That is fascinating. Now, Johnny did drop oh. one. I thought the defensive back got there a little early. You're still six foot seven. You're allowed to make a catch through contact on the one drop. Uh, but I thought Deuce Span looked good tonight. I thought Portier looked good. I thought Kentron, he was your leading yeah. receiver. Tonight. I thought Kentron looked fine. It's not that they're world beaters, Gene, but I think yeah. they look better than they did last year, which is what we've been saying since camp started is that they've improved at receiver. I didn't see any reason that that's not true. What about you? Now, like I said, disappointing drop, but a drop's happened with Johnny Wilson on that first one. But then he came back and made a nice play. It's unfortunate to see him, but I mean, he was not out there. Pokey wasn't out there. So for effectively, you're out almost two starters for most of the game. You hope We would hope both of them are back next week. So then you are mostly looking at the backups outside of uh, Micah. 
but for the most part, those guys, like you said, I was I like what I saw at a Portier, especially man. It looks like he can be a real contributor. Even Darian Williamson, who I wouldn't even yeah. shocked he was even out there, made a catch yes. in this game. So I mean, that's another one. I think I, I was not. I, I sorry to disagree, but I I thought they were solid. They were the backup receivers did pretty well in this game. Yeah, Keith, they did block better too down the field. Yeah. You saw those things, uh, yeah. those little signs of commitment, and that's something that uh, our Dominic Robinson was talking about during the watch along a lot was. What are signs that you're invested, even when the game's out of reach? Micah Pittman blocking more than 20 yards down the field for a running back is one of those signs. So they did all the little things. I totally agree. Do Span look good? He looks more natural, Gene. You know, in, in spring camp, he looked very much like Like I said, are you surprised that he's come this far? Like you said, the spring camp, like, man, this is a raw talent. But, man, he's a year or two away from really being a contributor. But, man, I, I, I've seen the light bulb start to turn on late yes. in practices. And then we saw it in the game. And he can definitely contribute this season. He's not thinking about how to catch a football anymore. Yeah. And, it, and, folks, it was that basic in spring. He looked mm -hmm. like he was thinking about how to catch a football or he was counting his steps before he was going to make his break on a route. It was all about thinking. You could see it between the mm -hmm. ears. And the body language now just looks so much more comfortable. It looks like they have a decent wide receiver core. So it's interesting. Everybody sees different things yeah. as the game goes along. But I thought the receivers uh, played fairly well. And Johnny Wilson, if he's healthy again next week, I think even that one shot play down the field, Gene, is enough for LSU to rep some things and practice this week and say, oh, we got to worry about 14. That, that could be a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I will say let's switch – here, the one other negative that I do want to, I think a couple of you brought it up in the chat, is uh, the kick return game. And I know we're searching for things Jesus. to look at, but that was one thing in a game like this. What was going on there? I mean, I'm, I'm watching Sam McCall, and it's just like he's going at half speed. I don't know if he was hesitant. I, I don't get it. I mean, this that was horrible. Those two returns, and you start on your what inside the 15 yard line on both of them. I don't, all the time they spent on special teams in the spring. And in two -a days, I don't get it. There you go. I just put a breaking news. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Returns still bad. Even the punt return game, there were a couple that should have been caught that weren't. I'm not as I'm not as worried. Yeah, about a couple of them they were just odd, but yeah, a couple were shanks from from mm -hmm. a Duquesne punter. So you know, I, I'm not going to focus on that. The kick return game was awful last year with a capital A. It was awful again. It looked tonight. the same. And, Gene, one thing I saw, and I won't name the player because I don't want to get him in trouble over there at the football facility, but there was one guy who was hanging his head after the second Sam McCall return, and he was a blocker. And you could see the here we go again in everything about him. Oh, no. So I, I just see that. It, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't McCall himself, but it's just, are you effing kidding me? We're doing this all over again. It's the same thing. They've got to clean that up because special. Or you're going to start taking fair catches every time. If the 25 is not a bad place. Thank you, Gene. It's not. I mean, you know, 10, 15 years ago when you're starting at the 20 yard line. All right. I can see it. I see why you want to bring it out. The 25 ain't a bad place to start. No, at I've, Go ahead. I've had this conversation. I'm curious about your thoughts on this. I've talked to coaches sometimes like, why don't I mean, it seems like 80% of the time you're starting inside your 20 yard line when you return kicks back that far. Why don't you just, it seems like statistically you should just take, unless you got a game breaker, you're doing something really well, right. take the knee. And they said, it's a mentality thing. It's, it's sending a signal to the team that we're being passive. We're not being aggressive. Mm -hmm. I don't want to send that signal to my team. I get that. But man, as you know, you look at the analytics, when you start a, a drive inside the 15 versus the 25, you're dramatically decreasing your odds of scoring on that drive. Yeah, and I don't mind it tonight because the, what the opponent was. Sure. And you got to work on stuff at some point that's live reps. 
Uh, but they work at a ton in practice. And and in these 50-50 games, Gene, because there's going to be a lot of them, there's going to be a lot of them where 20 yards of, of hidden yardage and special teams on punt returns and kick returns could be the difference in the game. Good God, just yes, yeah, do this against LSU. 25-yard line, and, and let's move on. Yeah, no, thank you, FSU Gnome. Yep, I was, see, I told you 101.5 was giving away these great trips back in the 90s. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about, but how different it was when I worked there at that particular <laughs> cluster. Uh, well, Gene, other than that, though, uh, Mastromano had a decent night. They didn't have yeah, to punt off. Uh, they had a, they had a punt return or run away from the ball at the end of the game. I couldn't believe that he was, could have caught it at his own fifteen yard line. It was not the best night for special teams. It was good that Ryan Fitzgerald made his kicks. Uh, let's talk about it because he, uh, here's what's interesting: Dominic Robinson had uh, big thoughts and concise thoughts and clear thoughts on going for two to start the game. What'd you think of that? Not a fan. It reminded me, and I know this was not Jacksonville state, but it reminded, as soon as I saw that, it reminded me of the shenanigans they did early against Jacksonville state where they just were not taking it serious and just doing silly stuff. I, I don't know. What are you showing something on film for yeah, LSU? So they can, so you get an easier, you're not going to do that against LSU. I just don't, I don't see the point. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe they're just having fun, but it just, I don't like that. Go, it's a business trip. Just take care of your business. Don't be silly about it. You were silly against Jacksonville State with some of the stuff. You didn't cost you a win. It yeah. wasn't going to cost you in this game, but so I don't like the message it sends. So what D-Rob was saying is it's basically a counting thing, right. the line. And if you see certain numbers, you know you're going to win the play. So therefore you run it, but they didn't win the play. It didn't seem yeah. all that close to be honest. No. And uh, I would put that back in the, the, the dumpster you know let's let's not worry about that anymore if they were trying you're right gene if they were trying to show something lsu what you got to play you're going to run off of that to go up eight to nothing i i, I don't know it just it feels like yeah. an awful lot of effort for a team that struggled to do the basic things right why do you put yourself in position to go get fancy uh but we'll see we'll see the throw was late that's right tony but you know he was the guy that was out there that was going to throw the ball was right white rector so I mean, that's on the player, and you got to know your players and your personnel. It, whether the throw's on time or late, that's the guy you put out there in that situation that you're asking to make the throw. I would I like Wyatt that. to just try to run it in at that right. point. You uh, know, he went out there, and there's a tight coverage, a little tighter maybe than he thought. Just try to run. You're a big dude. You, you, you're athletic. Just run it in from there. We will be welcoming in in uh, short order here. It might be a little bit later than usual because now Florida State has returned to in-person interviews at the end of games, which uh, they've been on Zoom for years now since the pandemic, uh, will be joined by either Irish O'Fell or Corey Clark of Warchant, this Warchant TV empire. We can't wait to welcome in and talk about the game. We're going to open up the phone lines here soon. Gene, what do you think? Yeah. Is it about that time? All right, then we're going to step aside. Zach, sure, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Who, who's got the quick thumbs here and fingers? Get ready. All right, so here's the number. I'm going to post that one more time. Don't call yet. Give me about 60 seconds to open We're the line. We're going to go to break here and give you time to call in. And in that time, and Terry, thank you so much for being patient. He texted me earlier. Appreciate your patience. It's almost that time to screen. Give me about 60 seconds. The lines will be open, and you will be talking to us on the War Chant Game Day postgame call and show presented by Zaxby's. Something big, something huge is taking over the world of chicken sandwiches. Zaxby's new signature sandwich with Zax sauce or new spicy Zax sauce. Because the chicken sandwich war ain't over yet. The new signature sandwich, it's taking over. And it's only at Zaxby's. 
Warchant.com has been the definitive home of all things FSU sports for over 20 years and is now part of On3, the next generation network. Warchant.com has the most experienced, tenured, and largest staff on the Florida State sports beat and now features innovative resources, including an NIL database that projects player value and a truly aggregated composite recruiting ranking system that will set the bar in the industry. You can have access to all of this in addition to Wake Up War Chant, The Jeff Cameron Show, Seminal Headlines, complete pre, in-game, and post-game coverage, plus year-round recruiting coverage for only $1 a year. Yeah, that's right. $1, 365 days. Get some. Here's how to get started. Head over to Warchant.com or On3.com from the team's drop-down menu at the top of the screen or the upper left corner if you're on mobile. Select Teams, scroll down to Florida State, and then select Warchant. There, you'll see the limited offer for one year for $1. Tap or click, choose Florida State from the drop-down, annual or monthly, enter your billing info and hit subscribe. That's it. $1 for a year of Warchant.com, the ultimate deal for the ultimate fan from the ultimate Seminole sports source, Warchant.com. Zaxby's Chicken Finger Plate comes with 12 dippable, dunkable, do-it-any-way-you-wantable sauces and the plate of our hand-breaded fingers. Oh, and don't forget the napkins. Famous fried chicken, endless sauce abilities, only at Zaxby's. Somebody's asking, uh, Joshua, is what's louder, the uh, THX deep note or the Zaxby's? <laughs> well, Zaxby's is that good, so we're going to turn it up to 12 for them. The phone lines go. are open now. You can call the show 805 I see a couple of people in the queue. I'm sure our screener, Terry, is talking to them right now, so we welcome them on in short order. Uh, Gene, Number now two. that it's over and Florida State is 1-0, it's all about, and cheers to you on your second beer, it is all about LSU eight days away. In fact, eight days from this very moment, it'll be about the fourth quarter, the fourth oh. quarter in the French quarter. Sir, it's finally here. The big game we've been waiting for for some time, and what an opportunity it's going to be for Florida State. What just a program-defining game for Florida State this is. I mean, like you said, the, the excitement of the fans, we were blown away by the support we've seen for all of our shows, the number of people watching these programming programs right now because they're all excited about this season and what this game could do for this program going forward. I'm just talking about the excitement of the fans. I'm talking about recruiting. I'm talking about booster, NIL. I mean, all those things hinge so much on what happens in the next few weeks to this program and Mike Norvell's future, frankly. Um, you have to, I think, go through these next couple of games. In my opinion, you've got to be two and one. You cannot go 0 and 2 in these next two games. And I don't think it really, I, I get for ACC purposes, some people say it's better to beat Louisville than LSU. But for me, you're on, to me, LSU is almost bigger because you're on a national stage mm-hmm. uh, against an SEC opponent. Um, I just think this was going to resonate more with what matters. And I think, and that is, like I said, I think for recruiting, everything else, and the things that kind of matter long-term for Mike Norvell in this program, what happens in that LSU game. So to me, it's huge. And I'm, I'm actually pretty optimistic about it. I think they're get, you're getting him at the perfect time. There's a lot of changes there, obviously, new coaching staff. Um, this team, at least they got a game under their belt. They get some film to look at, some things to clean up. Assuming health-wise, a couple of these guys at Johnny Wilson – at least Darius or maybe, you know, uh, Smith can come back. If you can get a couple of those guys healthy in this game, I really like where Florida State's at going into this next weekend's game. 
Yeah, Brad, I agree with you. The special teams we saw tonight yep. better not be next week, especially kick returns. There, there is no yeah. doubt about that. Uh, the little things are going to add up next week against LSU. And, Gene, it's all about where it fits on the calendar. You know, if you're playing Miami in week two this year and they were had their season opener, just the same circumstances, I'd feel a lot better about that game than them being nearly 10 games into their season with their new philosophies of Coach Mario Cristobal and, and others. Uh, so, therefore, that game is a little bit tougher because it falls later in the schedule. LSU's first game. Old habits yeah. die hard. And what old habits will there be? Uh, I love where this game is on the calendar. I love the extra uh, jump that Florida State got on the schedule with a week zero game. I don't think you're always allowed to have week zero games. But, Gene, I, I don't care about the lightning delays. I would have one every year. Because if you're going to find be- who's playing Hawaii in the future schedule, because you know that's the whole the wrinkle on the yes. exception to the rule. So I would find looking future whoever's playing them, get them for that first game because it gives you that warm up game and it gets you an extra bye week. So I mean, I think it's brilliant that they're able to do this. And hey, James, I hear you. Email support at warchant.com or support at on3.com. We'll get you set up. You should have full, if you pay that dollar, yeah, you should have full access to everything. So I don't know what's going on there, but we'll get you fixed up. Well, and James, there is, try this before you, you email over. Yep. Log in, log out, yep. log back in. Uh, that's worked for You're thousands right. of people who have subscribed. <laughs> and if it doesn't work for you, then uh, support. Now, the other thing I would say, what happens to a lot of people too, Tom, is they go on the app. And if you're on the app, James, a lot of times it's hard to log in. You got to look for that. Go to the Travel Council. Look for the little key icon on the top. You click that key, you log in there, and then you're good as gold. You should have full access to the message boards. The phones will be active in just a moment. I see the screening process going on, and I see a very familiar mm. number in the queue. Uh, a 102-time caller. So Woo, I wonder who that could be. I wonder who it could be. We'll be going there in just a moment. Uh, let's see. where. Oh, no. Timothy. I don't know about that. I like Including the white Including helmets? Yeah, as much as the next No, guy. the gold helmets. I, don't, I do like the all-white, but you got to have the gold helmets. You don't like the all-white, Tom? I do, but not for that game. Not for that game. If you're going to break it out, break it out at, at a different point in the schedule. Right, not not for a rivalry right. game either. But let's try that against. Uh, so you're just going traditional gold pants, white tops. How about, um, the, garnet? How about the garnet? You can have the garnet pants. pants. That's fine. Okay. All yeah, right. I don't care about that. That's fine. Those are clean. Right. That looks good. But the white helmet, uh, not for this particular game. No, those no, two, no. Those two helmets are so iconic, Gene. You, you don't. This is not a game to let Nike do what they want to do. That, no. that would be my take on it. Yeah, I yes. agree. The, the fans agree. Negative on the white helmets. Hell no. Yeah. I, I'm saying I'm for them in certain situations. I think some fans would say, hell no, never, never. Also, can we get a game with this, please, at some point? Oh, yes, I'm all for that. And somebody asked earlier in the chat, where did you get that? Well, Garnet and Gold, folks. Yep. Garnet and Gold is owned by Knowles. It's run by Knowles. It's run locally in Tallahassee. It's the last chain store here that sells FSU apparel that's run locally. So when you come to Tallahassee or if you're buying around the country, GarnetandGold.com, this hat will be there. It's in stock. I just got it yesterday. That, that's my favorite. I would love. You know, we got a. Hel- I got a helmet. You can't see it in here. Back in the locker room, I've got one of the old helmets. It's got the uh, the state of Florida symbol on there. Man, I would love a throwback yeah. if they would do that. That would be, and that would that would sell. You think Nike would see that? A lot of fans would buy more merchandise like you have right there from Garnet Gold. And I saw this stuff from them too. They have over the years, and they've been around for, and I don't know how many years they've been in business, several decades, but they've employed. 10,000 plus students over the years of theirs, FSU students. So they really support Florida State. They're involved with Rising Spear. They give back to that. So really, if you're going to buy FSU gear, please reach out to our friends at Garnet Gold. To the 757 we go. We got some screening issues, so I'm just going to cut the line right now. It's not on Terry. It's just on the the back end of stuff. 
to the 757 for the 103rd time on War Chant TV. It's Gator Kirk. Gator, welcome to the program. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Gene. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, it's good to be talking. Doing well, Gator Kirk. We're 1-0 for the first time in six years. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yes, sir. So my, my question is, uh, putting the past in the past, which was tonight, what three things does FSU need to, to improve on before playing LSU next week? Three things. Well, Gene, I'll let you take the first one. Okay. There's, there's an obvious one out there. We've talked about it just a moment ago. Well, I mean, kick return. I mean, that's yep. that's that's the easy what? one there. That's so that's number one. The kick returns. You can't be starting drives inside your 15 yard line. That's just against a good a good defense, which LSU is going to bring. You can't do that. So that's number one. Tom, you go. You go number two. All right, number two. I would say the pass rush has to be a little bit better. Uh, I don't know that if you got to dial up more pressures. Um, this is a likely a mobile quarterback. Have they announced Daniels? Go ahead in the chat if they have announced Daniels as a starting quarterback. I don't know if if they've done that yet in Baton Rouge. Uh, but I didn't see enough affecting of the quarterback from the edge rushers in the first half of this game. Jared did get home. Jared versed for his first sack as a null. So that would be number two for me is more consistent pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, and I don't know if it's necessarily a negative needs to be improved, but it is a negative that's very important. That's injuries. They need to get healthy, yeah. especially at that center position. I think it sounds like from what I know several people have asked again about Johnny Wilson, you missed the beginning. Again, it's unofficial, but from what Ira's take, from what he saw on the sidelines, he seems to think he'll be okay. So that's the initial indication. What we really don't know right now is the center position. I mean, that's still with Darius Washington. We don't know what happened, but he went out of that game, which would be the third center. They need to get one of those centers back for LSU. For me, that would be the other important factor is getting a healthy center, one of those three in there. Because, man, you hate in a game like this to have to go to, to again, you're going to have to shuffle that offensive line again to move a fourth guy to center. Yeah, it's not that Gibbons is bad. It's just that it, oh, no, it's quite good. But, but it's just you don't want to move him off of his natural position, his best position. Gator, did we miss something in your eyes? And what did you think of the game? Uh, it, it was an okay game. I, I think there's obviously special teams need some improvement. Other than that, it's it's kind of hard because Duquesne threw the ball quickly. They didn't yeah. most of the time give us a yeah. chance to give pressure. But uh, the rushing game was was incredible. So if we can build on that, that'll be great. I appreciate you guys taking my call. As always, people support Zaxby's and everyone else that supports War Chant. And hey, it's only a buck to join, but so go ahead and join before you miss out on it. You guys have a great night. Thanks again. Go Knowles. Cheers, Gator. Always. He he is always a, a, the promo guy across all the callers we got some good promo guys and we got to thank terry here yes a 20 dollars contribution this needs to be a coming out party of original colors and good old fsu play in front of that national tv crowd go Knowles. that's the thing gene talked about it too it's just that this game is the only one in town and for me gene it's way larger than the louisville game because louisville yeah is you agree with me i think Corey yeah. and i are, and then we're talking about how louisville because it's a conference game blah i get that blah 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 but your national tv against the sec you got to kick that ass and, yes, and that, yes. that raises the program it's like you just beat the sec suck on it jeff can yell suck at sec for two <laughs> weeks after that come on yes yes he could yeah you're sitting on a bye week and the thing is high school kids are playing on a friday so mm -hmm. they're not going to see it they're going to watch this game next yeah. week. If you want to make impressions on high school kids, you do so when they're not playing football themselves, and that's on a Sunday night. 
And for two weeks, Rising Spears is going to be working it, you know, after that. Hey, we just beat LSU. You want to be part of this? You want to bring more talent to keep beating that SEC ass? And that's what you do. So, I mean, I think that it could be so huge for them to beat LSU at the end of the day. And yet, you would like to win both. Obviously, that'd be great. But yeah, beat LSU, and I think it'll do wonders for the program. Zach, the official dentist. Woo! Or chance to be. Thank you so much for your contribution and for the kind words. Let's go, Knowles. I'm sure there's a ton of T-shirts with that spelling on it for this year. They're capitalizing on the moment, and uh, we look forward to being out there next week as well. Zach, thank you, because you also contributed to the pregame show earlier, so uh, your generosity is uh, is very much thanked. Uh, We'll go back to the phone lines. This is uh, another frequent caller, but I'm sorry that I don't recognize your number. It's the 79th time you have called WarChan TV, and we're talking to the 352 is who's who is it? Is it Ocala? Who are we talking with tonight? Oh, it's Wes in the Villages. Wes, Wes go ahead. How you doing, brother? What's up, fellas? Man, I, I was hoping I could get in there. It was uh, tough sledding trying to get through. I'm glad I made it. You made it. What's going on tonight, Wes? Talk to us. Yeah, first, first, first let's raise a glass and cheers to a Knowles victory for the Woo! first time in 2016 for Game One. How about it? Cheers. It, it's. It's been a minute, Wes, and it feels that long. Sometimes you say, wow, how has that, that much time passed? Not in this case. It feels like it's been six years. Oh, my gosh. I have way too much gray hair, I can tell you that. <laughs> I, um, so, so we broke a record last year against one FCS opponent in, in a negative way. This year we break a record in a positive way with the three backs over 100 yards apiece. How about that? I mean, I knew we were going to be strong in the run game. But that was my biggest takeaway. And then you saw what Rodney Hill did, yes. and he's going to be uh, the truth going forward. So really impressed by that run game. I think that's really going to be our calling card for this year. You know, Wes, what I was hoping for when I saw that with the three 100 guys and then Hill got it at the end, I was hoping he could break one at the end so we get a four. I don't know if anybody's had four running backs rush for over 100 yards. It has to be very few if that's been done in college football. Yeah. And he could have, you know, a little bit more time he would have done one. So, yeah, you're right. That was the number one thing I talked about that earlier that stood out to me was how hard those running backs. We got some talented running backs. They run hard. They've got some good moves. And a couple of those guys, man, when Benson hit that second gear, woo. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's special. We got some special running backs right now. The only thing I didn't like about Benson's runs were how how early he was hit on a couple of them, and it's great that he's bouncing off of defenders yeah. to create positive plays. But he was hitting the backfield a little too much for my liking. Treshawn Ward, on the other hand, it seemed like whatever plays were called or whatever vision he had, he was farther up the field mm-hmm. or down the field, depending upon your perspective. If you're an offensive or defensive person, before he ran into contact, so. Um, you know, Trey Benson obviously has a lot of tools we like. I didn't know he could break tackles quite like that, Gene, because even if it is Duquesne, I mean, you're dropping four or five guys on a, on a single play. That could get real fun real fast. In that and game. don't forget about our boy Toa Feely, man. He was yeah, he was nice. running good, too. I mean, you're just ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. You wear out those teams in the running game. I like that because, man, you get in that second half of games, you're in games, you're running well. That's going to win you a lot of games. Yeah, Dominic Robinson, again, of the War Chant Watch Long, said that uh, from watching the high school film, because he did a special with us on signing day last year, that Rodney Hill specifically, the running back Rodney Hill, mm-hmm. he thought was the best athlete of the bunch mm-hmm. that made it and signed at Florida State last December. So keep an eye on 29. I, 29 has been impressive in practice, so I agree. We go back to another frequent caller on the War Chant postgame show. It's like we're all getting back together. It's a reunion <laughs> here on War Chant TV. We're talking to Josh in New York. Josh. It's been a minute. It's been since last November. How you doing tonight? Well, I uh, I'm doing pretty well actually. 
But um, you know, not not too high, not too low. Yeah. Not too high, not too low about today. It wasn't um was wasn't anything that I can like ride home about. But I did notice a couple things, and I want to know you guys your your take on it. First, the uh, offensive line. It looked like we ran block pretty well, but pass block looked a little shaky. It did. Uh, it felt like the the pocket was collapsing a little bit. Jordan had to scramble a little bit. You guys already talked about special teams. I won't rehash that. And lastly, is just prediction for what's your name and where you coming from, sir. Whoop. Go ahead again, Josh. Hello. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, lastly, is just you know how about this prediction for two years from now, Jordan. Does his does his time at Florida State? He leaves, and uh, AJ Duffy basically Jameis's uh, Jacob Coker, aka Kate Rodemaker, and uh, he's gone. So, <laughs> all right, Josh, <laughs> I love you, but it's all business, kid. Yeah, thanks, Josh. We appreciate you. Thank that's you, Josh. Very, that's a very New York thing to say. It's all business, kid. Come on, what are you gonna do? Yeah. About? yeah. Uh, I don't know about anybody Jamising anybody else uh, in that quarterback room right now, but Duffy did look calm tonight. Uh, Gene, he said a lot of things, yeah. uh, one of which was a prediction for next week. Whatever order you would like to address what Josh said, go for it. Uh, man, I don't know about looking ahead to next week. Um, I, I got to say my prediction. It's a little early to yep. do that. I'm not honestly, I've looked a little bit at LSU, but I got to look a little bit deeper what they got. Um, so I hate to be a cop out. I do think, look, I'll tell you, I think FSU, I, I'm picking them to win. I do think they're getting LSU at the right time. So I'm okay. picking them. My exact prediction, I don't know yet. But it, they win in a close game. I, and so what else would he brought up? He didn't want to bring up special teams. Um, what else did he? I'm trying to remember what else Josh wanted us to talk well, about. Well, he was talking about the pocket collapsing on the O-line. Oh, yeah. No, I think this is a good point. But I wonder how much of that had to do with them shuffling the offensive line around. And as you pointed out, Tom, they were mixing. They were trying some different combinations, the guys in the line. I, I don't want to put – this was more of a scrimmage where they're trying different things, so I don't want to put too much on that. But it, it was slightly concerning. Yeah. If you get that center back and you get your you know, your basic – your starting five out there, I think you'll be okay in that situation. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, it's one of those deals where, again, they're improved. The long-term outlook for the offensive line is very good. The, the crop that they just brought in in this class mm-hmm. for 2022 and, and – And Armello, I mean – Looks yes. solid out there in the second half. I like got a lot of run, and you can see what they're doing with him already. Yeah. They love his athleticism. He, he was mm-hmm. pulling left, pulling right. Uh, he got a lot of work tonight, and that was good to see. I still think, for my money, he's not the first tackle off the bench if, if uh, Robert Scott goes down. I'm just, I know that's what it says on the 2D. Yeah. I'm not sure if I buy that just yet, but it was great to see him out there. I know Daughtry Richardson got called for a hold, but he was out there too. Kanaya, who I really like at guard, Kanaya Charlton. Like the future of this offensive line. In addition to if they hold on to the 2023 kids, it, it looks really good. In the yeah. now, just because they're better doesn't mean, Gene, that they're not going to turn. And I just called you mean Gene somehow. It was wrestling. <laughs> doesn't mean they're not going to turn people loose You know, at times. That's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't happen against Duquesne, but I also agree with you. If they're shuffling a lot of guys from left to right, yeah. I mean, it's like try riding left-handed out of nowhere. It's a tough thing to do. Now try pass protecting and with opposite uh, leverage. So. I give him a, a slight pass, but Josh, it's not unnoticed, and it's not yeah. it's not not a concern next week. I am concerned about how the offensive line is going to hold up. We're going to the three hundred five. My goodness, on the water. South Florida. Yes, we are, and we're talking to Eddie, Eddie in Miami. Go ahead, Eddie. Welcome to the program. It is the War Champ Post Game Show, and you are talking to Gene and Tom. 
Hi, first time caller. Yeah, from Miami. Uh, just graduated from FSU last year. Hey, congrats. My question is, thank you, thank you. My question is, um, I don't know if you guys heard in the TV like broadcast, but one of the announcers said that our running back trio could be as good as Clemson's. And, you know, I think that's a pretty good compliment. But what do you guys think since Clemson's been one of the best programs the last 10 years? Like, what do you guys think about that comment? Well, I, I think I'll start. Uh, that's an interesting yeah. one, Eddie. And congratulations on graduating from mm-hmm. the best university in the land. Um, Will Shipley is a tough guy to run down as your number one running back. Uh, I don't know who is Will Shipley on this team, but I do think that you have a running back room here that has enough variety and enough skill to it that if Treshawn Ward is your starter, he's not even your best home run hitter. He's not even your second best home run hitter. Uh, Trey Benson is better at going from zero to 60, better at breaking long runs than Treshawn Ward is. And Lawrence Toafili, we already know that. He's a home run hitter. He's a guy who can change the scoreboard. But Treshawn Ward is a complete running back in a way that maybe Toafili isn't, for example. So I think, and we haven't even talked about Rodney Hill, who I think would be in the rotation if one of those guys got dinged up. And you hope that never happens. But I don't think you'd miss a beat with Rodney Hill in the rotation this year. So I would go four deep and say that they may have a deeper running back room but I don't know that one specific player is better. Or, or there's a Travis Etienne or anybody like that. At this point, they haven't proven themselves. I do think there's some guy. I think Trey Benson is a potential guy who could play on Sundays. But again, we'll see. Again, against some real opponents, if he does this, he does this, or or Treshawn for that matter runs like this against an LSU or something, and we'll start talking about the elite potential to match some of the Clemson running backs that have come out over the years. But no, I mean, it's as good a performance out of those running backs as you could have possibly hoped for in a first game. I mean, we saw some of that in practice. It translated to the field so far. We'll see if it translates against power five competition here in the next couple of weeks. Next up, we're staying in Tallahassee and we're talking to Ralph. Ralph in Tallahassee. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the War Champ Post Game Show. Go ahead. Aloha, aloha guys. How's hey. It? hey, Ralph, there he is. Hey, Ralph. There he is. Spartan Noel himself. How's it going, brother? It's it's going very well, and man, it feels so great to call you guys with a victory on starting off. Yes. The season. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did have two quick observations, and sure. maybe something you can comment on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I the only critical thing I've ever said against Norvell has always been the play calling, and I understand Kenny had the duties last year for the most part. But what the hell was the two point conversion after the first? <laughs> Well, oh, Ralph, we commented that earlier. We, yeah, well, it was, we'll it give was complete you a nonsense. We'll give you a quick synopsis. Um, I, I'm sorry. I just I just got home. I'm sorry. Oh, no, there's no need to apologize. No, 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 no. no. I think there's people still wondering about that. Go go ahead, Tom. Yeah, uh, we said you're getting cued for no reason. And if you're trying to put something on film for LSU, are you really going to run something off of the play that you ran for either two points or a goal line play that you want to put there for, for them to practice against? It just – when any way you slice it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So we agree with you, Ralph. What, what's uh, what's next up on your observations? Well, uh, I saw Darius go out, but other than that, and we don't know how serious it is. It seems like we got out of there pretty unscathed. Uh, I, I don't remember any major injury or serious injury other than maybe Darius going to the locker room get checked out. So I just wondering if you guys remember anything that I didn't, or does it look like we're going to LSU pretty healthy? Go ahead, Gene. Well, yeah, so, uh, Ralph, uh, in addition to Darius, and we do not have an update in his status, Johnny Wilson kind of looked like he twisted his ankle on that long pass reception. Um, Ira, who was, yeah. you know, watching from the sideline, said he looked like 
he was moving a little bit of a limp, but he was moving around okay on the sidelines. He, his opinion, unofficial, was that he could have gone back in if they needed him, which is a good sign. So hopefully sure. he should be. We're thinking right now, unofficially, he should be good to go for LSU. The only thing that was of concern at the end of the game, Amari Gaynor was spotted on the bench with crutches. Now he was laughing it up, smiling, mm. but I mean, anytime you're in crutches, that's not a great sign. And so it just concerns for your linebacker depth a little bit there, obviously, with Steven Dix also yep. being out for the season. So we do not yep. have an update on him. But that's the only other injury I would say that w- was a little bit concerning. Well, Ralph, we just w- want to say uh, thank you for making the trip. He's all the way into Tallahassee. And he was there today at the pregame show. He was there yesterday at the Warchan Happy Hour. Flew in from Hawaii for this. And it, like, Ralph, you were sitting with somebody from Wyoming, right? I mean, you two had to win the award for the longest trip. Uh, yeah, Troy from uh, Wyoming. Yeah, he was shout on the out. Side of the room, but we certainly uh, brought him into the War Train Ohana. So, um, awesome. Troy from Wyoming made it, made the trek out as well. The War Chan Ohana, indeed. Ralph will be sticking around these parts to go to New Orleans. So, uh, oh, Ralph, can't wait to see you there, buddy. And uh, it was great to see you. And also, Gene, he gave us the most thoughtful gift, Jeff and I, for one year at War Chan. An engraved bottle of whiskey made out in Hawaii. So, uh, oh, my as a very special gift, and and uh, and thank you, Ralph, so much for your wow. support of Warchan TV. Uh, we will move on from a, a heartwarming call to somebody that uh, we haven't talked to before. We go to Jimmy Mack here in Tallahassee. Jimmy Mack, welcome to the Warchan Post Game Show. Give us your thoughts on tonight, good sir. Hey, Tom and Gene, thanks for taking me. Uh, I'm real excited to be. Uh, with War Chant and took advantage of the first year one dollar thing. I'm awesome. happy about that. And I, I wanted to point out two things I saw that were really uh, improvements. I think the long ball, you know, we're starting to see that long ball uh, really land perfectly. And that was one thing that uh, I saw twice, you know, perfect passes on the long ball. The other improvement I saw was the, the penalties. And I know we, we got a, a bigger, uh, more difficult schedule ahead, but Hey, we were losing a hundred yards a game in penalties last season, and now we're we're looking a little bit better in this game. So those are the two things I wanted to point out. Look forward to seeing you all at LSU in New Orleans. Appreciate it, Jimmy. Matt. Thank you, Jimmy. Now that he's right, that's the one a positive he, we neglected. I'm glad Jimmy pointed that out. They were very good on penalties, and I looked up because we were in the chat, the live show you had with the in-game watch. If you didn't do that during games. Aslan and Tom team up with Dominic Robinson, our analyst, and uh, discuss commentary during the game. And in the, ch- I was in the chat a little bit. Somebody brought up these can't be ACC officials, and I brought it up, and it was uh, Hester, who was the guy who was Jimbo's nemesis mm. during the day in the ACC, was the lead referee in this thing. And he was the one Ira wrote the story on. And when he wrote, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, wrote the story about the odd number, like Florida State, have double number of penalties any time he was the lead referee, and he was the lead referee in this game. So the fact that they had the most anti-FSU referee doing this game and they ended up with five penalties, that's a good sign. Now he's probably saving it for when they play a close game against an ACC opponent, but, I mean, that was a good sign. There wasn't a whole lot of, you know, there's the hit on the sideline that was a little late and some other things like that you want to clean up. For the most part, it was a clean game. Yeah, what's interesting to me, Gene, is outside of the bad call on AZ Thomas for PI, I didn't think there was PI there. I thought they let him play in the secondary for the most part. Like I get that there is an outlier there, and, and that was no good. Not not a good call, not a good flag. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of contact in the secondary. Jamie Robinson was there early a couple of times. Uh, certainly, I thought the Johnny Wilson drop near the goal line, he was hit early. 
no flags. If they let them play like that Ooh. next week against LSU, I would prefer that. Uh, that's the kind of game I would rather watch. Personally, do we know what officials are going to be LSU? Is it ACC? That's a great question. I would assume, Gene, they're SEC because they're playing in Orlando next year. So maybe you would have the home conference play. In, in the- I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what, SEC? You can have both games. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I think for the first time in Warchamp postgame uh, show history, we have a return caller because Wes usually signs off in a certain way. Oh, okay. We've got to bring Wes back on. So right That's now, our so man. Wes in the villages. Well, I thought he hung up. So, Wes, did you hang up or did I hang up on you? No, I got hung up on. You know, I can't hang up without Come cutting. Come on, Tom. Promo man, in the business. I heard I a click. The, I am the promo king. And I don't sign off without a killer promo, so I yes. wasn't ready to fire it up, and I got cut off. So I, I had to call back in. All right, go ahead, Wes. Go ahead. All right, fellas. I appreciate you guys doing great. All this new content is off the charts. Let me say this right now loud and clear. If you're not a member of Warchant, Warchant.com, you need your head. And it's only a buck. It's the best content on the planet for a dollar. Uh, it's criminal that uh, you're getting it at that lower price. Y'all don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Subscribe to WarChant for a dollar before it runs out. Hit up the Zaxby's. Support the Knowles. Y'all be good. Let's beat LS2. Knowles. Thank you, Wes. Wes. All right. Got to put Wes on the marketing team for WarChant.com. He's solid. Yes, we do. And Uh, and the penalty thing, how about that right there? You know, I didn't think of this would have been the nightmare in the second half. We have a starter get called for targeting and they miss that first half of LSU. You're right, William. I'm glad you brought that up because, man, it seems like every game Florida State gets nailed for one of those. Yeah, there wasn't anything relatively close. Uh, so that that doesn't matter with ACC officials, that Tom. That, that, that is 100% true. Also, I'm going to fight the fight here. I'm going to check the tape. Wes either set his phone down or something. There was a pop. I was like, oh, he's done. Uh-oh. All right. I, I think replay review is going to help me in that particular one. But either way, Wes, thank you so much for calling back. We've got a little bit more time here on the War Champ postgame show. We are efforting our own staff members and Ira and Corey. Again, they, they're doing postgame a little bit different, everybody. Uh, they're doing in-person interviews, but it's it's not quite as quick as Zoom was last year. So hopefully we can get them before we sign off tonight because we have questions, damn it, and we want some answers. We will also effort to see if we can get Mike Norvell's postgame press conference and, and his comments uh, to bring to you right here on the War Champ game day postgame show. Brought to you by Zaxby's. Marcus, how's it going? My favorite Philly fan. I don't have a lot of them. There's Director Matthew, who is actually my favorite Philly fan. And then Marcus. He's about to watch a game. He was at uh, the Bill Burr show. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Bill Burr played uh, Fenway Park uh, not too long ago. Was it this week? Sold out Fenway Park. You're doing some things. If you're a comedian selling out Fenway Park, could you describe what I am about to watch in one sentence? Ooh, this is a great challenge. Gene, do you want to lead off or bat second? Your call. Sure, you're about to see a workmanlike effort that is moderately encouraging. <laughs> How about that, Tom? <laughs> I don't know that I can beat that. I really don't know that I can beat that. That's, is that kind of what it was? Yeah, I would say a systematic run game with a couple of concerns. You're right. You should have mentioned the run game. I would say, yeah, yeah with with it with a stellar effort by the running backs. I mean, Gene. I would add that to the end. Then we're good. If we can have a run-on sentence, then yeah, we're good. That's still way more impressive by you, Gene, though, because I batted second, so I had an example to play off of. Uh, that Those two sentences, Marcus, are exactly what you're going to see tonight. Jay in Thomasville is up next on the War Champ postgame yes, show. Yes, sir, he says. He's fired up. Jay, I think you're going to talk about quarterbacks. I'm not so sure, but Uh-oh. let's see what you want to talk about. Hmm. Go ahead, Jay. 
No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. So yeah, I think kind of the re reemerging theme with uh, Rotomaker every year has been, oh, he looks great in the off season, and then you put him in the game and he freezes. So do you think we've kind of seen the last of him getting game time play after kind of what we saw? And then besides that, what was the most concerning position play that you saw tonight? Yeah, Jay, I think that's a million-dollar question. Like I, I mentioned earlier in the show, and if you saw it, what concerned me more than the bad throw that was almost a pick six was the body language was just awful from Tate. And, and my opinion is if you're in a game like this when the game is over and you're playing a weak opponent and you're that nervous, you got happy feet, you're bumbling snaps, you're making bad passes, you're, you've got bad footwork, What are you gonna? what's going to happen when you need to come in a game that really matters at a time? I, I – I think Mike Norvell needs to seriously reevaluate the quarterback position and maybe accelerate AJ Duffy. And I hate to put on a few series on one thing, but that was so awful. It looks like the same Tate Rodemaker we saw a year ago. It doesn't look like anything, which is completely a 180 from what we saw in practice. He did not look like that at all in practice. But maybe there's some people that just can't translate it to under the lights in a real game. They just can't do it. Yeah, I totally agree, uh, Gene, because we're not talking about a mirage. What would what benefit would there be for the media to talk about Tate Rodemaker's improvement? No, we're not. We weren't pumping him up artificially. Yeah, he no. really did look really good in practice. We would be intentionally killing our credibility to troll you. I, I don't know what the reason <laughs> would be, but um, I, it's not the last we've seen of Tate Rodemaker, Jay. Okay. If you wanted to be the last we've seen of him, I think you're going to be disappointed. Uh, I want to see more from Tate Rodemaker. A lot of you are going to comment right now you're a moron, but I listen, I'm not done with him yet. Uh, I am more concerned than I have ever been, though, with Tate. Because if yeah. you show all of that growth and this is how you pay it off against Duquesne, uh, I don't feel so hot about that. Team, we've got a couple of callers right now in the queue, and we also have Mike Norvell's post game yep. press conference. Where would you like to go? I'll let you drive. Um let's get the callers in. Okay. Um, and then we'll close the phone lines. Let's get that, let's get them in instead of having them wait around. And uh, just real quick before we get to those. So I don't know about breaking out the cognac. I might, my uh, father-in-law did give me some Buffalo Trace, so I might, I might have to get yeah. some of that. I don't know. We may pick a game. Now I talked to Corey today. He says he's going to do something special in New Orleans for the uh, the wrap, which you guys on WarChant.com should be up soon. The WarChant wrap with Corey and Ira. So make sure to check out that feature because it's always fun to hear those guys break down a game afterwards. I got to think, I'm thinking one of these games, pick the game. It's got to be a good game. Florida State wins. I think I'll do a beer funnel oh. um, if we're on here. I think I think that I might throw that. I can drink the cognac, but that won't be as much fun, right? I think we do. I mean, if you'll do one with me, can you do a, can we do a simultaneous funnel? Oh, my. Be the team I'm Tom, are you up for that? Funneling. Okay, so I'm terrible. You're a young buck. You should be able to do that. Come on. I, I know. Well, in my era. Was, How about a shotgun? We'll okay. Do a shotgun. That was my era was the shotgun. All so right. I we'll will, do the shot. We'll do a shotgun. How about I that? Will, How about Matthew? I'm not gonna. I could drink whiskey, but whatever, that's fine. But I will. I will. will do a shotgun. How about that? <laughs> I will take a couple of beach towels and put them here in my office so that yes. there's a spillage on the wood floors. So LSU, are we calling that right now? Are we calling that shotgun for LSU win? Uh, I'll have a natty can ready in the fridge. All right, there we case. go. You got that. So we're on the record. Just shotgun LSU win. Tom and, and I. I think right here post game show. <laughs> Aslan alluded to it. I don't know if he was kidding or not, and I hope he's telling the truth. He said that uh, it, it's his hope that Corey will dump gumbo on himself <laughs> if Florida State beats LSU. I'm hoping for the so the pick on uh, Breckman Murphy had us going to the uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, and I'm thinking oh. is Corey's going to like put just slather mayo all over himself? 
I would vomit. I would vomit. Oh my God. No mayo in this house. Oh, that's terrible. But if Corey did it, it'd be funny. So, yes. Yeah. As long as he doesn't, I'm far away from him. Go for it. So we've got three callers in the queue. The, lo- the lines are closed after yep. that. So yep. there's a, an 850. There is Zach in Thomasville. Jason, we're going to go to you next. Just hang on one second. Those three of you that are in the queue, good. Uh, the phone lines are closed after that. So let's take down the phone number. Just what is the FAMU score? I'm like, I got that going. Apparently they're fighting. They're playing. Are they? Good. UNC pretty well. Is anybody get in our chat? What's the score? And they're not showing the score. I got the game up on the side, but I don't see it. Anybody got the score for me there? Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, it's 35-24 UNC, but. That's you, still you putting up 24 man. points on them. That's something, man. Good thank job. You. They just scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah thank you, Johnny Buckets. That's uh good. That's job. something. They're competing. Good for them. After that news yesterday, too. I love to see that. Love to see. Yep. That. yep. You know, uh, I I don't know about all those situations, and I'm not going to try and comment on that right now. Except yep. for fam, complete the comeback. Go win it. You got to go. Box. Go fam. Strike and strike again, Jason in North Carolina. All right, he wants to talk special teams. Jason, welcome to the program. What what do you want I to know, talk about? I know. I don't beat the dead horse. I know it's being a dead horse, but I mean, what do you think is the solution? What would you do if you were the coach for the special teams? Am I specifically the punt returns and the kick returns? I know we just got that that dude, that Ivy League smart dude from Columbia. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think a lot of what's going on is between the ears. It's not talent. It's yeah. not talent. It's it's something between the ears that's going on. I mean, that's my thought, but I I, I haven't seen this guy. You guys seen this kid, this kid in practice, so I just wonder what, what you think you would do. Well, I mean, for me, first of all, Gene McCall was the problem tonight with the first return. I thought the first return was timid. The second one was just, uh, yeah. I would fair catch it more, Jason. There's my solution yeah. on the kick return. I, I'm still holding out hope on punt returns. I still think he yeah. might be okay there. It was a little weird, a couple of punts yeah. there, but I think he might be okay there. To me, the red flag was the kick returns. That was scary, and I agree with Tom. If you don't have some immediate solution that pops up on film, okay, we did this or we can move this, we'll be okay. Against LSU, I'm taking a knee. I'm starting at the 25. I'm not going to screw up and start on my nine-yard line against LSU. and You just can't do that. So maybe you wait, and then you got the bye week. You could work it out. But I don't think now's the time for that. I think punt returns – I still think they're going to be okay at punt returns. Part of the thing is we get to see practice, but still they don't go live on kick returns. They don't do that. There's too much of a chance for injury, so they don't do that. So this is our first real chance to do it. Obviously, it was a colossal failure, uh, the first live attempt. So my my thinking is – Take the knee, start on 25, take the bye week, try to work out the kinks, and then maybe give it a, a shot again against uh, against uh, who they have, Louisville. Louisville, yeah, Louisville the next Louisville. game. Yeah, I, I agree. I know that's not a great answer, Jason, because you want something more in-depth. Yeah. I mean, this is the second year in a row, and there was a moment I was, I was looking at some stats, and I caught Mike Norvell on the sideline uh, yelling at somebody. It looked like he was mad at either a player or assistant. And I commented about it, and D-Rob was watching closely says, no, he's mad at the special teams coach. Said, oh, God. Here we go again. It's Look. not like you can't say spend more time on it. I can't believe between oh, spring God. and pre- how much time they spend on special teams. It's amazing to me. Yeah. You can spend that much time on that segment. It's just not any – it looked awful again. Yep, it did. And, look, Papucha should not be fired because no. he's a good defensive ends coach and he's a good recruiter. And if this continues for another few games, though, then you change the special teams coach. It's that simple. It's that simple. You don't let him go. It's a big difference. It's not his only job. He's good at his other ones. And I'm not ready yet. But, Gene, you remember me last year. I won't be afraid to say, good God, 
have somebody else run special. And what's crazy is Mike Norvell has always had great special teams. This is like just out of the blue. Like last year, I thought I, my thinking was it was a complete aberration. It's not going to repeat itself, and maybe it won't. Maybe it was something weird the first game. Who knows? But it's really odd that you can be that good at one segment for so long, and then suddenly. We've got two callers remaining. Dan and Zach will get to you in just a moment. But Wesley, thank you for the contribution to the program. It's War Chant TV. It's because of contributions like this, folks who are watching the show, yep. that we're able to do more, more wrinkles to what mm -hmm. we do at War Chant TV, like the War Chant Watch Along and the trips that we're going to take, like going to uh, Louisiana next week to go to New Orleans. These things happen because of yes. generosity and moments like this. So, Wesley, thank you very much, and thank you to everybody else. Uh, since you guys watch practice, do you think Mike Norvell held back on the passing offense, was expecting more downfield? Well, we're not going to get ourselves in trouble with that, first of all. Uh, don't want our <laughs> credentials revoked. But, Wesley, I can assure you that the run-pass ratio, all things being equal, I don't think they want to run the ball that much. Jordan only threw the ball 15 times, yeah. uh, and a lot of it was around the line of scrimmage. I, I, this was going to be a vanilla game. It always was going to be a vanilla game. You might throw a wrinkle or two out there that LSU needs to prepare for in practice this week, but you don't want to show all the tricks. And they've got yeah. tricks in more ways than I can explain. It has nothing to do necessarily with downfield passing, and even then it might. But that's, what, that's what's going on here. Duquesne yeah. demanded a vanilla game plan. That's exactly what they got. Yeah, there was no reason to open up the passing game against them so i agree and plus the fact that go look at those stats if you want to put those up again tom i mean look at those rushing numbers what what's the point in airing it out when you rush for 400 406 yards, yards your running backs like trey sean runs for 9.1 yards per carry trey benson 9.5 to philly 7.8 per carry i mean you are gashing them the entire game there was just no reason to open up the passing game why do that and give lsu something to see we just run it down their throats a question from Dan in Tallahassee that evokes memories of 11, Mike Martin. Why do I say that? Well, let's ask Dan himself. Dan, mm. welcome to the program, the War Chant postgame show presented by Zaxby's. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Longtime War Chant subscriber, uh, 2004. Uh, appreciate the $1 uh, sign-up fee. Um, my question is, you guys watch practice obviously more than the rest of us fans. Um, one of the most disappointing games for me last year was the Gator game, where we seemed to completely lose our poise mm -hmm. against LSU, a much tougher opponent. When the bullets start flying and we're facing real adversity, how confident are y'all that we're going to be able to overcome uh, that this year as opposed to, you know, years past? Good question, Dan, and I hope uh, those yeah. baseball fans out there understood the key word is poise when you're talking about 11. Um, I will start with a positive. Gene, I, I'm not sure your take, but they went 0-4 last year, and they fought back and yeah. won, and were, were competitive in the rest of their games. They won five of them. Uh, they blew a big lead to Miami at home, and they battled back and won the football game, converted on a 4th and 14. If you don't have poise and heart, you don't pull that off. So I think there's heart in them. But I would say it was alarming, Dan, that they would allow an interim coach to fire mm -hmm. up a rival club, and they got to him pregame. Yeah. It worked. It worked. They did lose their composure in that moment. I think they will be tried again. Think about it. They were tried in both games now. Miami went out to the 50 before the fourth quarter in the rivalry game last year, and that was during the game. Florida before the kickoff. 
they'll be tried again before the season is over, but they've responded to a lot of yeah. adversity with poise multiple times. What do you think, Gene? Yeah, I think, Tom, you pretty much you nailed it there because there's several times when their backs was against the wall and they did show poise. They showed composure. Now, So I'm, I'd like to think that Florida game is an aberration. You're going against a rival. That was a game to get you in a bowl game. You're down in Gainesville, and you're right. They got chippy, all the crap they pulled in that game. Typical Gators. Um, but it worked. I mean, to their credit, that worked. It got under their skin, and they they didn't handle it well. But all the other times when they've been in that situation, they handle it well. They've had a whole nother offseason to bond, be together, to learn the system. They're more confident what they're doing. There's better leadership across the board. I don't, especially against LSU, look, it's an SEC, but at the end of the day, it's not a rival. I think had that not been the Florida Gators, if they were playing LSU, I don't think they would have had the same response because this is, it's a rival. These are the guys that a lot of them grew up with. It's a different dynamic when you're, instead of going to New Orleans, playing LSU. So I don't see that being an issue there. Uh, I mean, it's a good point because, yeah, as Tom pointed out, they did definitely, it did affect them in that game. I don't see that being a problem going forward. Our final caller on the War Champ Post Game Show presented by Zaxby's is Zach. We're going back to Thomasville. Zach, welcome to the program. What do you want to talk about tonight, good sir? Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. And I'll, I will tell you all, uh, I appreciate it. I think it was you that said that was the the official dentist of WarChant.com. I think that was Oh, like Z-Chan. What's up? Okay, yeah, go ahead. What you got? Awesome. So two things. One, I was really, really impressed with the lack of procedural penalties tonight. We were at the game. It was just – you could just tell they were a lot more organized, and y'all talked about that quite a bit. But that, that was just one thing. I was really impressed by that. Um, the second thing, and I, I was not really um, – I was a little surprised with the lack of explosive plays. And, you know, you just – Y'all kind of talked about that, about how vanilla the playbook was for this this game. Um, but that was one thing that kind of struck me was the lack of really extensive, like, explosive plays. Uh, so if y'all just want to talk about that, uh, as always, I appreciate the content, guys. Uh, we look forward to seeing y'all next week in New Orleans. Thank you, Zach. Go Knowles. Hey, go Thank Knowles. you, Zach. We appreciate, appreciate that. that. Sounds like you got somebody who needs your attention back there. Somebody's uh, and a baby's not too happy. Be sure to tell the young one there, Z-Chan, that the kick returns eventually will get yes. better. Yes. <laughs> I know why they're crying. I know why they're crying. They will get better. Um, Gina, honestly, Z-Chan, the official dentist of WarChant, WarChant TV, um, I would say that I thought there were enough explosive plays. They didn't throw the ball yeah. a whole lot, only 15 Yeah, times. how many times did they throw the ball down the field? I mean right. – yeah, not many, but they hit on him. Johnny was a big play. Um, you had the low snap from Schrader that Jordan kept his composure, threw it down the field, got us uh, in, in scoring range. Was that Kentron who caught that ball? I forget. Uh, but yeah, another explosive play. And then you can have explosive plays in the running game too. Treshawn had a few. Benson had a few. It's just that the game was not called to take downfield shots. So if you're saying there weren't a ton of downfield shots, I agree. But there were enough explosives there. You know, I think – the definition, Gene, is what in analytics, like 15-plus yards or something along those lines. So they yeah, but I, yeah, but at the, end, at the end of the day, I mean, look at this. Uh, so Benson had a 43-yard touchdown. Uh, yeah. Yes. Kentron, his play was 48 yards. Johnny Wilson's was 51 yards. I mean, you, you did have some big plays in there, but you didn't take – like, to your point, you didn't take many shots downfield, but why right. would you? Mm-hmm. What in this game – when you've got LSU who's looking at every single play, why take those shots downfield? Make LSU not know what you're going to do and not do that. So, I, And there were explosive plays. I have absolutely no issue with that one. 
We are going to come back after a short break, play Mike Norvell's press conference for you. We'll see if we can get one of our staff members uh, who are working hard for Warchant.com to join us from the press box. If not, Mike's going to answer, I'm sure, or not answer. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see. I hope somebody asks him about the center position, like who is going to play center next week. Yeah, that Dylan Gibbons was the first man up is very interesting. Demetri Emanuel moved to left guard. That'll be fun to break down this week. Before we go to break, once more from our sponsor of War Chant Game Day. You see that right there. Zaxby's is a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. They are here in Tallahassee, and they support the program. Support Knowles, who support the Knowles. That's what you can do when you come to Tallahassee and support any of the area Tallahassee Zaxby's. Pre-game, post-game, or no game at all, anytime is the right time for Zaxby's platters. Just as long as you're hungry. So we hope next time you come up to Tallahassee for the game day, you stop by Zaxby's to cater your tailgate. We'll be right back on the War Champ Post Game Show after these messages, and then you'll hear from Mike Norvell. Something big, something huge is taking over the world of chicken sandwiches. Zaxby's new signature sandwich with Zax sauce or new spicy Zax sauce because the chicken sandwich war ain't over yet the new signature sandwich it's taking over and it's only at zaxby's warchant.com has been the definitive home of all things fsu sports for over 20 years and is now part of on three the next generation network warchant.com has the most experienced tenured and largest staff on the florida state sports beat and now features innovative resources including an nil database that projects player value and a truly aggregated composite recruiting ranking system that will set the bar in the industry. You can have access to all of this in addition to Wake Up War Chant, The Jeff Cameron Show, Seminal Headlines, complete pre, in-game, and post-game coverage, plus year-round recruiting coverage for only $1 a year. Yeah, that's right, $1, 365 days. Get some. Here's how to get started. Head over to Warchant.com or On3.com from the team's drop-down menu at the top of the screen or the upper left corner if you're on mobile. Select Teams, scroll down to Florida State, and then select Warchant. There, you'll see the limited offer for one year for $1. Tap or click, choose Florida State from the drop-down, annual or monthly, enter your billing info and hit subscribe. That's it. $1 for a year of Warchant.com, the ultimate deal for the ultimate fan from the ultimate Semmel sports source, Warchant.com. Zaxby's Chicken Finger Plate comes with 12 dippable, dunkable, do-it-any-way-you-wantable sauces and a plate of our hand-breaded fingers. Oh, and don't forget the napkins. Famous fried chicken, endless sauceabilities, only at Zaxby's. But just to start off, uh, you know, really proud of our football team. Um, you know, come out, uh, you know, a lot of work's gone into the off season, and uh, you know, just in, into preparation for this for this first game. And you know, we got a lot, a lot of new faces. You know, got a lot of returners, but a lot of new faces that have come in, and um, you know, had their, op their their first opportunity to go out and compete there at Doe Campbell Stadium. I'll, I'll first want to want to say that, you know, our student section, right, the Marching Chiefs, wow. That was that was impressive, and you know, to, to you know, the student student section was sold out. The marching chiefs, I mean, just our crowd in general, um, you know, just grateful for our fan support. 
uh, to be able to see this team. This was the the first glimpse of the 2022 Florida State football team, and I'm proud of our players. Um, you know, they it wasn't a it definitely wasn't a perfect game. You know, a lot of things that we're going to be able to learn from. So a lot of guys played, got opportunities. Uh, there were some good, some bad things that we're going to have to continue to, to to grow upon. But the experience and the approach is is what I'm really pleased about. Um, you know, it was a it was a, a, a tough and physical camp. Um, I thought I thought we showed as a, a fast and physical football team. Uh, I think it was first time in school history we've had three hundred yard rushers in in, in a game. Um, that's that's impressive, and that goes not just to the to the running backs, but to the O line, to to you know, the tight ends, receivers, everybody doing their part. Um, but I was really pleased you know, with, with the way that our guys showed up, it, you know, Jordan, you know, played, played a half and, and, uh, you know, a series, you know, I thought he threw the ball really well, uh, made great decisions, pushed the ball down the field. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was a very clean game for him and we're able to get some, some opportunities for other guys and you know, things that, that we're all going to be able to learn from. And, um, you know, but I thought all in all, it was a, it was a good, good game one. You mentioned the, the blocking was good, uh, but also the backs, it seemed like they broke a lot of tackles. They made a lot of guys miss, and all three of them, well, all four of them, I guess, did. Just have you been seeing that all camp? We have, and, uh, you know, I think we've got a great running back room. And, you know, those guys are very competitive, uh, but they're very supportive in, in how they work. And, you know, we you know, we want to be, be a football team that we move forward uh, on contact. And I thought those guys showed it. You know, they were able to break some tackles. You know, they've done that, you know, throughout fall camp and, and scrimmages and live situation. It was good to see it show up. Um, you know, still some still some things that, that we're going to continue to be able to get better at and, and just, you know, cleaning up some you know, some communication. We have had a couple of missed assignments that that forced, you know, them to have to make, make people miss a little, little uh, sooner than what we want. But, um, you know, I thought it was a, a really good – mindset and approach by our running backs and it was I was proud to see all of them you know Rodney you know Rodney Hill coming in his first game and we are he had a couple highlights that, that showed up and you know I was proud of proud of him and the way that he uh, uh that he approached because I mean he's I think he's got a chance to have a great future as well you guys used a lot of offensive line combinations. How did you think the guys did at handling just kind of quick change and different pairings? Yeah you know some of that you know, some of that was um designed some of it was having to adjust and um you know, there was, I thought they did a good job. We had to play, I'm not even sure how many linemen we played tonight. And it started pretty early, um, you know, but that's part of this game. And guys have to be ready at, at, the, at the drop of a hat to go. And, um, you know, whether it's playing a different position, um, you know, the different combinations, the way that we communicate. Alex, I think, does a, a wonderful job in, in how he prepares guys. Um, and you know, we'll be able to come and watch, you know, watch the film, make those corrections, and then just continue to push to find uh, you know, that best five as we're moving forward. Because we know that you know, with each week, um, you know, there there are great challenges ahead, and and our offensive line has got to be a strength for us as we're moving forward. And I thought that tonight there were some some really good things that showed up, and you know, obviously some things that, that we're gonna have to clean up. Yeah, Mike, how does a, a game like this kind of prepare you guys going into next week when you have to get ready for an LSU team in, in New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, it's still getting – anytime you get experience, I think it, I think it helps. And um, you know, this was the first time that our team, this team, got a chance to take the field together. And, 
you know, you're always going to have new faces. There's a lot of true freshmen that played transfers, um, returning players that came out and played, you know, better than they played. Um, and that's, that, that's, that's a good thing to see. And so we'll take the experience that we had tonight and we've got to build upon it. We get, you know, an extra day, you know, leading up to Sunday night kick versus, uh, uh versus LSU. And so you know, we need every one of those moments, uh, from film watching to, to on the field practice in to, to prepare and improve so that we are our best come next Sunday night. Cause that's still always going to be the standard. It's not about, you know, who we're playing. It's about us. It's about that constant, that, that, that constant growth. And, you know, when we get an opportunity to go out there and execute, we got to go play at a high level and you know, it's going to be a, a great challenge. It's going to be a great opportunity, you know, being a, a national showcase game, um, you know, probably won't need a whole lot of motivational speeches next week, but the focus is on us. It has to be on our growth. And, you know, that's where I thought our guys did a nice job, you know, especially with week one and, you know, you have a game like that, you know, behind you. And, and that's what everybody wants to talk about is what, you know, media wants to talk about is, is that the LSU game Well, tonight mattered tonight mattered what we put, what we did, you know, the way our guys played, I mean, it was, it was important because it's still about us. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the work that, and the focus that our guys had on this plan and, uh, you know, the opportunity that, you know, we got, you know, in our, in front of our home crowd. How big was is this working? I can hear you. Okay. How big was it to have so many players uh, get reps, second team, third team, this early in the season to, to get that kind of experience to, to build on moving forward? Uh, I mean, it's great. You know, you have you have practice and, you know, some of the guys that, uh, you know, prepared and worked all through fall camp and some guys that were down on on look squad or scout team that still got an opportunity to get in the game and and you, they learn the lesson and you you get to see exactly where you are and some areas that you need to improve and you know some guys showed up i mean and you know really provided a spark that might have been working with that second group or third group that i mean you you, you took notice of and so that they, they will earn you know more opportunities and they've got to show that consistency as we uh, as we continue to to grow throughout the course of the season because you guys know i mean game what your team looks like game one is always going to be you know, drastically different to what it is towards the end of the year and that's because guys develop guys maximize uh you know those uh th those chances that they get and you know i thought i thought it was great being able to do it this first week yeah, I was wondering uh, how big you thought it was for Johnny to make a play like that uh, early on in his career at FSU, uh, if there was an update on him physically and also maybe Duke Cooper, an update on him, and if you expect him to be back soon. Yeah, you know, you know, Johnny's had a great, great fall camp, and it was good to see that, you know, carry over. And he made a big play uh, on, a, on, a, on a vertical post. Um, you know, came up came up a, a little ginger, and, you know, he was he got, he got out there and, you know, kind of moved around. You know, we'll see where that goes as, as, uh, as we get to tomorrow. Um, you know, Duke, you know, unfortunately was un unavailable tonight. But, uh, you know, I like how he's progressed or here towards the uh, back part of the week and, you know, looking forward to hopefully have him back, uh, you know, in, in full effect, you know, here at the start of the week. Hi, Mike. Uh, how would you assess how your – I can working? hear you. Okay. How would you assess how your cornerbacks played without Duke Cooper? How are the cornerbacks played? Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. I said I could hear you, but then I'm, yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought they did good. I, I thought there was, a, you know, we had the one, you know, the one foolish penalty, um, you know, and I appreciate, you know, the young man coming. He he knew him immediately, owned, owned it, you know, but we just got to get that corrected. But, uh, you know, I thought they were competitive to the ball. I thought we had some some PBUs, um, you know, being able to mix, you know, different personnel groups. I mean, we played, you know, five DBs, six DBs at, at times. Uh, you know, it was good to see the, the way that, 
you know, they competed. It was good to see you. It was Ari Thomas get in, Sam McCall, um, you know, Greedy Vance, a newcomer into the program. But, you know, those guys, you know, they definitely challenged. Uh, I've really been pleased with uh, Renardo Green, you know, throughout the, this fall camp. And, um, you know, he's, he's just getting better every single day. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jerry and Jones had a good fall camp, camp and, you, you know, know, like I said, there was the, the mistake early, but uh, you really, really responded. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of how those guys played. I mean, they, they shut down uh, the passing game and, you know, I thought they did a great job. I'm trying to coach. Uh, just a long time since this program has had a season opening win. I mean, 2016. How do you build from this and how much of a confidence boost is it for these guys uh, since it hasn't been done in a while? Yeah, you know, it really what's been done in the past just didn't affect you know, anything for today. It was about us and it was about this team. And, you know, I I, I appreciate how they prepared. I, it's it, it was just about going out there and, you know, being able to grow together. And that was something that, that I – I think it's important for this team. You know, they've, they've invested a lot. You know, there's been, there's been a lot of challenges, you know, over the last few years. And, you know, ultimately all we can control is what we're willing to put into to each day. And, you know, like I love seeing the physicality. That's something that I wanted to see. And, and I, I thought you felt it on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, there were some big hits out there. I loved our coverage units were awesome. We still got to, you know, we had some missed opportunities there on our return units. And those, those are things that we're going to continue to, to challenge and, and work on. But, uh, but you felt, you felt our team fly around and uh, I like that mentality. And, you know, for us, it's just about continuing to push to get better. But, you know, we're, we're excited about uh, being 1-0 and taking taking care of uh, the business that was on hand tonight. To, to have the 90-minute delay and then come out and score on your first six drives, including one after halftime, uh, does that just speak to the, the focus? Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, one of the words that I you know, had for the team today was respond. You know, we, you guys that are around this program, you hear me say that a lot. And it doesn't matter what happens. You know, we have no control over the weather. Um, you know, I was hopeful that we would get, you know, be able to have a smooth, you know, transition. But then when the when the lightning delay and you back it up 90 minutes, you know, we have a plan in place for it. And the guys executed a plan. Um, you know, for all, all departments, our nutritionists, uh, to, our, to our strength staff, to, I mean, how we stretch guys and did things you know, throughout, because it's still, regardless of the event that occurs, you still have to be prepared when they put the ball down. And I thought our guys did a, did a remarkable job for that. I, once again, that's where I want to commend our students. That was awesome. I mean, you're a 90 minute, 90 minute delay and we came out and that, that end zone was rocking. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, appreciate that atmosphere and what they did. Um, but our, 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 our players, they, they handled it the way that I wanted them to handle it. And, and I thought even throughout the game, it's always about that response. And it's one of the things we got to continue to push. All right, Gene. So that was uh, Mike Morvell commenting on uh, the post game. And uh, what's interesting to me there is he said that Duke Cooper should be a yeah. early in the week. I think that's the headline. Was that the headline for you? Yeah, exactly. I was I was listening keenly to those injury things, which you get very little out of Mike Norvell usually, but that was the one thing, the fact that it almost sounds like it was a precautionary thing in this game for uh, Duke Cooper. Uh, the way the fact that he might be back in practice is the next day. It's like he probably could have played, so he probably didn't. Uh, pretty much Johnny Wilson, he just said, we'll wait and see how he responds. But, you know, it's probably about what we said. I was disappointed. Nothing was brought up at the center position. Uh, to me, that's the most important thing of all of this is uh, what is happening there. Do is you know, dear, how serious is Darius? I mean, was it was it a little was it a little twinge or something? They just took him out as a precaution. Is it serious? Could he's right. going to miss game time? 
you know, we don't know. So that's that to me was left out there, but it was very encouraging what we heard about Duke Cooper. So I mean, they should be pretty much full strength. It sounds like in the secondary, yeah, uh, going to the LSU, which is a very good sign. Now, I will say one thing: I did look, I did a little research during the uh, during the break there to check on the attendance, and I do have stat broadcast did have the official attendance. It was a little less than I expected: fifty one two oh seven was okay. the official attendance, fifty one thousand two hundred seven. I thought they get close to sixty, but. You know, again, it's Duquesne. It's hot. You had rain. Yeah, so I kind of understand. I'm not. It's not bad. You know, I was hoping a little better. Well, you wonder how many people would have showed up at the gate or walked up to uh, go to the game if it wasn't for the lightning delay. How many right. people got to College Town and said, "You know what? Hotel Indigo is amazing. I love the seventh floor here." And I'm just gonna or they're tailgating in a tent somewhere and just said, "You know, we'll we got a TV here. We're just gonna hang out." Yeah, exactly. Alan Miller, thank you for your contribution. You will be the final one unless somebody gets in under the buzzer to contribute to the program. He looks forward to hearing Corey and Ira's insights. Well, I can tell you that as they're fast at work right now for the work that you're going to see on Warchant.com, which you can subscribe to for just $1 for a year, rush there right now. You're going to enjoy Corey's column. They're always entertaining. You'll enjoy Ira's 321s. They're always insightful. Those are coming up in the next day. We've got PFF grades and so much more. I'll be at that first thing in the morning, people. Just so I'm going to pimp that out. So that's the first thing. I get up early in the morning. Usually pro football folks is very good about getting those out pretty early. So they must have their cavalcade of people working all night, cranking those things out. So I get up, crack of dawn tomorrow, and I'll be running those. And I'm curious on a couple of things. How good were those running backs grayed out? Because they look like they were dynamite in that thing. And how bad is Tate Rodemaker's grade going to be? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Oh, that's going to be scary. Uh, on that one. So well, that, we'll, it's kind of fun to, to get that. So I will have that for you first thing in the morning and war chant TV that right here, if you're not subscribed, hit down below, hit the subscribe, hit the bell. So you get all these great content that we have right here on war chant TV. And then you'll get to see, it should be up very soon is the war chant rap with Iron Corey yes. from Doe Campbell, giving their full wrap up, uh, of the game of the of the win against Duquesne and uh, so that's it by itself that's worth it so subscribe to Warchant TV you get all the content and that is doesn't even cost you a dollar Warchant if you want to splurge spend that dollar we love it but this is free if you don't want to spend that dollar at least you can do Warchant TV for free you can subscribe to our channel and our site combined for one one dollar it's amazing uh, it's amazing what a time we live in uh, and again that's where their thoughts are typically we will have them on the Warchant post game show. But just uh, full disclosure, again, the way that postgame is happening this year is different than it's been the last few years. So the War Chant Rap will have Corey and Ira's thoughts. We look forward to hearing from them tomorrow night. And I'll put up the banner tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on War Chant TV right here on this channel. Sunday Smash. Enjoy the thoughts and stylings. Jeff Cameron will be driving tomorrow's show. I believe Ira Chauffel will be. So it's the OGs of the Sunday Smash holding it down to react to a 1-0 and Florida State football team for the first time since 2016. That show will be here on War Chant TV tomorrow night at 7 p.m. For everybody who uh, contributed today to War Thank Chant, you so much. the pregame show, the watch-along with D-Rob, the postgame show, and I don't just mean monetarily. The folks that, in, you know, yep. you're in the chat, you're in there for hours with us. We can't thank you enough. It's your passion. That's the, that's the reason we exist. So we thank you so much for contributing. In that way, to all the people that called tonight, thank you very much. Uh, I got to shout out Kyle Henderson, who made things, and he's a he's a friend from the industry who made things a little smoother on my end for the phone call system tonight. Thank you, thank you, Kyle. Kyle. Old Terry, we're back again, baby. Thank you for screening for us tonight. Really, really appreciate it. 
And uh, I got it. Terry and I got we got it going down tomorrow. We got the fantasy football draft for Terry. Oh. It's our big league draft. I am now the defending champion, so I get to talk some some crap tomorrow to these All guys right, so, uh, after some beers. That'll be fun. Yeah, pace yourself tonight if you got your fantasy football. Yes, I'm going to try, and I got to get up early and do the PFF grade. So, but it's it's always fun to do those after a win. It is, and and well, and one other thing too, it's it's fun now because it's a new tradition for the War Chant Watch Along. Aslan had a blast, I had a blast, D Rob was great and insightful, and since this is one video, we've got to mention that that Aslan and D Rob, yeah. uh, phenomenal tonight. Aslan He's helping off. everything off the ground this week for all the, the stuff that we do behind the scenes. Thank you to everybody who contributed. Gene was awesome again, and we're back again. First of twelve, maybe thirteen, hopefully thirteen this year. Uh, for Florida State postgame shows. And next time you and I are together, it's, you're going to be it's going to be late night next Sunday night. You'll be in the bayou. I'm I'm probably not making that trip, but I'll probably be right here in the comfort of the studio. But uh, it should be it's going to be one way or the other. It's going to be a blast, and I'm sure it'll be a very passionate show. It should be. It should be extremely passionate. Uh, hopefully for the right reasons, and we'll yes. find out next week on War Chant Game Day. Presented by Zaxby's. Thank you so much to the sponsor for making Thank this whole thing happen and making it smooth. Thank you to Danny and the crew at Zaxby's. For Gene Williams, my name is Tom Lang. This is Warchan TV, and we are 1-0 for the first time since 2016. Cheers, and good night, everybody.